Welcome to a special edition of the Geeking Off Podcast, where I am actually the host, and Anthrit is not being the host, he's actually the guest, and I have another guest that is Mark Hyder. Con pie, everybody. I am just drinking tea today. Yeah. Mm. But it's still good. Good old brisk. It's, you know, summertime now, and things are starting to heat up around here in the studio. Well, living room. This particular edition of the Geeking Off podcast is going to be a little bit different than what we have done in the past. Uh, recently, a friend of mine named The Linux Nerd here on YouTube has been using Linux Mint for quite a long time. And I, I've been trying to talk him into going to Arch ecosystem, the, you know, that distribution line. And I got him to go and try Enteragos. So what you're about to listen to is a pre-recorded session that we did on his channel. Because I was trying to record it and his audio came through so bad my recording got totally screwed up, and it turns out he just had some compression settings set in mumble, and that's what the issue was, unfortunately. So we're going to use his audio and his recording that he got from his computer, which is a dual-core. And it's not the most um, powerful uh, computer in the world, but he was able to record it. Unfortunately, my audio gets a little skippy here and there, but hopefully it doesn't take away from the content. I hope you enjoy the content and get through it and not be like, oh my god, well, um, hopefully we don't have these kind of issues in the future. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. And everything will move smoothly. Um, so if you click the link below, there's two versions. There's the audio version, which is everything put together as one. And if you click the video version, it will be the video version on his channel. So you can go over there and watch it on his channel. As for me... After the we finish uh, playing the the video clip or the audio clip, however you're listening to it, I'm going to give some announcements on the you know some kind of news on what's going on with Anthware Studio as of right now. So, without further ado, please enjoy the Linux nerd switching to Enteragos. Hey, what's up, guys? How are we all doing tonight? Oh, yeah. Uh, glad to hear everyone's doing well. Having a good weekend? Oh, very good. And I'm trying something new, thanks to you. Well, so, you were last night, you were getting ready to try the new Linux, uh, what was it, Mint 18? Yeah, it did not work out too well. Yeah, because it's based on, what, Ubuntu 16.04, and all the stuff in there, you know, the repositories are out of date, and, you know... You were, you were needing something more up-to-date, weren't you? Very, very much. And you just kept saying, please go to Arch. Just go to Arch. Please just go to it. And luckily, um, I was going to do a video series on how to install Arch. But then somebody suggested this distribution called Antergos. Or Antergos. I don't know how you say it. Antergos. Um, Antergos. Okay, we'll go yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. And what it, what it does is it makes uh, gives you an installer... Let's you choose your desktop environment, some extra apps, and get you started in Arch Linux without having to sit in the command line and build your system. 
It's just wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sure you've tried it already. Oh, I'm loving it. And then it makes the installation. I'm actually starting to switch all my clients because they're 15, you know, 10 uh, systems are all out of date. And now 15, I've got 15, 10. I've ran 14. I ran 14, 10. Trusty. Yeah, they're just so far out of date. And I'm getting sick and tired of having to reinstall the OS every time their life support, you know, the service is over. And this is an easy way to do it. Oh, very easy. Because it's a rolling release. It's always updating itself. There's no versions. So what do you think of that? It's a different experience. Very different. It really is. Uh, I was kind of intimidated by the terminal. Then you started telling me you could do it this way. And I just said, okay. Then you could pick an option. It gives you a list of options. I said, all right. Let's give it a shot. And so far, I have it all customized right now. Is there risk of running up the space? You mean running out of space? Yeah, if we got a rolling release all the time, you might find an update going to be much more um, in download, I mean. Not really. I have been using Arch for about two and a half years now, and disk usage is right about 56 gigabytes. I'm doing pretty good for after two and a half years. Yeah, that's not bad at all. That's not bad and at I, all. And I don't even clear out the Pac-Man cache. I say cache. <laughs> and another thing, is that terminal, how does it feel to install the software and build your packages? Does it make you feel a little bit more geekier and more Linuxy? Oh yeah, definitely. I, I just could not believe it. I just said, huh, I thought I had to decompile the tar balls and all that. You don't have to. You really don't. No, with Yaward, it makes everything so much simpler. Oh, it does. <laughs> I just it's said, a better, damn. better world. Oh, it's a much better world. And now you're not dealing with out-of-date packages and repositories. You notice now you don't have to sit there and add repositories for your software. Just do a search on the, you know, Yaort, and most of the time, the software's there, even sometimes first before the PPAs get it. And that's another question I wanted to ask. How's it feel making the system? Is it starting to feel like your system now? Oh, big time. The only problem is I'm having some problems with compiz, but we could get into that in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There's Tom's plugins, LA, LA DSPA plugins, but I don't need those. You know what I mean? But there's your example of what you can do for any anything that you have to install. Just have to do it in the terminal, type something in, that simple, and you're done. It gives you an option of what they have. And it comes through all the AUR repositories, and that's it. You have to use Yawert and whatever package name. Or just hit enter and select from whatever option that you have to select from. Normally, if it shows what package it is, just select that option. And you can, and you kind of learn it now that some, some of the stuff, you can get developer stuff, you can get the Git stuff, you can get the pre-compiled stuff, you can get the stable releases. You can get whatever release you want that they have out there. Isn't that kind of neat? Oh, it's just amazing. Or... What about um, USB drivers, like, in terms of, like, um, wireless cards? Have you played with any USB devices yet? Uh, yes, I have, and it it just comes up. Because I know on, when you build your Arch system from the terminal version, you do have to kind of install some packages to get certain USB drives to work right or certain file formats to work right. But it's just as simple as... Uh, Google searching issue arch at the end of it. Most of the time it takes you to the arch wiki 
and the forums, which is a really nice place compared to other distros and their community. How's your experience been researching, finding what you need? Has it been too? It hasn't been too difficult. All they give you is the command lines, and all you have to do is just copy and paste it. Of course, with the little trick that you told me, it's uh, much easier. And the community and the forums aren't full of a bunch of jerks like in that Ubuntu world, is it? Uh, Ubuntu is just a joke. So anyways, do you want to go ahead and kind of give us a tour of your system and what you've done with it so far and kind of give your feedback? Well, I gave a little bit of a tour, but I'll give a full-on tour this time. <laughs> As you may see, I'm just using a basic uh, installed wallpaper with the Mate desktop, and I love the Mate desktop. The Mate desktop, it feels like home to me when I use Linux. Always, always does and always has. You know, um, and I can contest to that. Mate is... <sighs> Amate and OpenBox, which are just two of my favorite, lightweight, simple, and easy to use. Yep. For starters, I have a few things already installed and configured. With, uh, as you may notice, you do have animations, everything that you're going through, but I will get into that once I show you where to go. I have Emerald Theme Manager, and I configured that. Comp is config. All of this can be done through. Uh, through uh, the terminal. No problem whatsoever. It's faster. It is. <laughs> I know, I know, that's what I was saying. When you were telling, I can't remember, I think I left a comment on one of your older videos and you were trying to install something and I'm like, wow, that is a wild way to do it. I mean, I could do that in one command line thrown into the terminal. And you, you, you now you understand, <laughs> right? Much more simpler. Copy, paste, done. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Or you can just type it in. Since you told me about Yawert, and done. You're just done with it. Of course, you have to get Mate Tweak if you're running the Mate desktop. And to make sure CompHiz works, I have to do is just select CompHiz Advanced GP Acceleration Desktop Effects, go on from there once you have it installed. But it will give you an error saying you're currently using an unowned and unsupported window manager. Don't even have to worry about it. Don't even have to. Uh, to get the animations, of course, you have to go to his config. I've done it in my other videos. You can check out my YouTube channel at that Linux nerd. Uh, I tell you everything about how to configure Compiz. It's not very difficult, but one thing I did notice is with this uh, distro, everything works in it as it should. It just works. I tried 3D Windows with any other distro, and it never worked right at all never did. It works on this one and I have the cube gears going as you may see. Water effect works. Everything works on it. <laughs> what is there to complain about? And it's great and I think I welcomed you to the world of the Emerald Theme Manager. How are you liking that? I just need to get more themes but I'm starting to like it. I can select from different themes that I want to select from so but right now I only have two which is only built in into the application. Oh, and there's, a, there's a ton in there. And what's neat, you can actually customize those themes and make your own, which is what I have done. You can actually change the colors and the glass and effect and choose even what you want for your little clothes and minimize icons. You can customize everything. You can make them in GIMP if you want, you know? Right. Have you got an animation set up when you like Windows or something? Oh, the uh, window animations? Yeah, I have a whole bunch. It randomizes yeah, every time. Um, your PC is powerful enough for that sort of effect because it can slow some laptops down. 
Well, I'm running my on my desktop and <laughs> with Radeon HD 6450. Go ahead, go ahead, bash it. Go ahead. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna install any like screensavers? Yeah, I normally don't use a screensaver. It, it eats too many resources. What I would really like is a tux penguin swatting at the like the Microsoft Windows butterfly and like a whole bunch of them just slapping and just smashing them <laughs> because Windows sucks. <laughs> It does. It really does. <laughs> I've been going with with uh, Linux distros off and on for the past maybe two years now, at least. And I never want to go back. I don't. That was my experience. When I went ARC, my distro hopping days has stopped unless I'm doing a distro review. That's about it. From what I notice about ARC, it's, it it's, may seem like a totally different ecosystem, but if you go on ARC Wiki, everything is there everything. Search for it if you have a problem, they'll tell you how to fix the problem. Don't have that certain thing, it's there. <laughs> it's yeah, I find I find finding support and finding what you need is a lot easier in the Arch world than it is in the others, because the community is a lot bigger than you think. I started to notice that everything is just right there on that first page. It is. I've, I've, I've even, when I on my clients' computers that have Ubuntu on them, I've actually used the ArchWiki to fix problems on their computers. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I, w I would recommend giving Arch a try. Just try it. Especially this distro. My god. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, because I wanted something, because I wanted to put Arch on all my clients' computers. And since I found this, it's like, it makes installation a lot more easier than spending two or three hours setting everything up via the command line. It's just... It's a godsend to the Arch world, and to people who want to come to Arch, this is the distro that will get you into Arch. Because once you install it, it's just like Arch. As I was trying to say something about the, the differences, every other distro that I have been with, my god, everything. You go to different forums about it, and they just say, oh, you have to do it this way, and it never works. Then you go to another forum. Kind of works. Go to another forum. Okay. Found it. <laughs> But with, it seems like with ArchWiki, it's just there. It's done. Now, how do you say it does compare to other distros on an old piece of hardware like you have? Go ahead and tell the audience what you're, what you're using for a computer and how the performance is compared to the previous Linux Mint you were using. <sighs> so my hardware is pretty much bare-bones basic that you can get in an office PC. That's how old it is. I built this computer... It's going on seven years now, and it's a Athlon X2250 and a Radeon HD 6450. 512 megabytes of RAM on the video memory, 8 gigs of RAM just for the PC memory itself. Uh, SATA 2 interface. And I've noticed that uh, Arch, Arch Linux boots up so much faster compared to Linux Mint. And the resources are a lot less when you're just idling. I noticed with Linux Mint that I've probably used about 20-25% just idling there with nothing open. With Arch Linux, maybe I'm using about 5 to 10. Yeah, you don't get all the bloatware, I guess you would say, packages that are included with the distros. Stuff that you don't need. You're adding what you need as you need it. Exactly. It's just bare bones straight out of the box and nothing more. You know, it's just to let you guys know, he's actually recording this podcast on his system. So we're going to see what the final result is later on. It's going to be kind of interesting, so we'll have to find out and see how an old old, old PC like yours can 
do media production. It's it, it doesn't sound too horrible. It just has tiny little breaks here and there, but it's not bad. It really isn't bad. Now, once I start capturing the screen, the desktop, that's when it starts pegging it just a bit. Hmm. So, what else do you got on your system? Do you got you got your regular docs? What are you using for docs? What uh, are you using for other apps? I'm using Doc as my dock, and I, uh, you, of course, using OBS to record. I normally use OBS to record everything, especially screen captures, uh, because I can do voiceovers right on the fly, have a camera capture at the same time. Uh, what else do I have? I have P sensor to monitor my <laughs> my overclock of <laughs> with the dual core. I'm laughing about that because I pushed it to its limits for the past couple of days, and the an- uh, it's like, "No, you're gonna cook it, dude! You're so gonna cook it!" <laughs> I had it at 3.6 gigahertz out of the 3 gigahertz stock speed on a stock cooler. And, and, and didn't you make the kernel panic once? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Yes, I did. It was great. <laughs> I said, "Whoop! I pushed it too far this time." <laughs> it's like, uh, maybe I'm having a nuclear meltdown. Shut down! Shut down! <laughs> so that I had to bring the clock speeds down, and that's it. Uh, yeah, worst, worst case scenario, you'd have a melted computer. That's all. <laughs> then I have no more computer. That'd be bad. And your situation, yeah. So are you going to install this on any other of your um, systems and just to see how well it changes performance and, and get better at learning the Arch Linux world and expanding your knowledge and whatnot? I might. First, got to figure out how to get SMB to work on Arch Linux, things like that. I just have to figure it all out. Just I'll do it on my main rig for now. That way I could just keep my laptop as a network storage. Yes, I'm using it as a network storage, and it works. So, Have you ever thought of using uh, just SSH for your networking storage capabilities? I have to get used to uh, doing the command line for that. I mean, you tried introducing well, it to me, and I just said, what the hell is this? Well, maybe one day I'll, I'll run them through that, because you can go right into the Mate, uh, you know, what is it, using Kaja? You can connect a server, select SSH, IP, enter the IP address of the laptop, and username and password, and bam, you got a network drive. But I have two drives. I have one drive that is a USB drive, which I want to share over the network, too. So, eh. Oh, and mind you, it's 10100 from my desktop to the laptop. But that's how I do it. Also, for other applications, I also have... MPV Media Player. Thank you, Anthrit, for introducing me to that. The clarity from it is bar none amazing compared to VLC. Cadent Live is my uh, video editor, and Clementine is my music player, which I also recommend getting. Me, I'm still stuck on Audacious. I just like a player that looks like Winamp. I love Winamp for the days. Winamp was pretty good, but I like Clementine. You have visualizations. You also have... Uh, also, it's a... Uh, compatible with Windows for Windows users out there if you really want to get a tiny taste of what Linux is like. Of course I have LibreOffice installed in case I need it. Google Chrome is my default browser. Let's uh, switch over here and I want to show you one thing I'd love to have. One thing that always works for me. It is something called Peer Guardian for Linux. What Peer Guardian can do for you is 
block your ISP from sending a uh, Trojan out through their through the internet from their server so they can track of what you're downloading through torrents. It works so well. I had problems on Arch Linux with it. A weird problem with that. And I will show you. When I go under configure here, when I want to update the block list automatically, say every week, when I click apply, it brings up enter user password. Enter your password to perform administrative tasks. Pretty much. When I do that, one or more commands fail to execute, which is a, under user bin gksudo.sh, temp execute all PGL uh, commands. I cannot do it. So in order to have the list updated, I have to close the program and reopen it. And after I reopen it, I have to click on update just to get it to work. But to show you that it blocks everything outgoing to the internet, say if I wanted to open Facebook. It's not going. It's not going to allow me. It says this site can't be reached. Yeah, help me out, guys. I would really appreciate it. But I'm able to use able to use the list. I'm able to use it. See, Facebook Ireland Limited. It blocks all that. United States servers. Everything about it. It just blocks it. So there's the uh, log for that. This works very well if you're using torrents. Just it, I, I understand a lot of people are like, oh. Why, why are you using that? It's not really going to block anything. I, it's like this. I can't afford a VPN right now. I'm using my neighbor's internet. I just want to be able to block Comcast garbage from being tracked. Hey, it works if you don't want a VPN and want to save some money. Exactly. Exactly. Other than that, I, I have a... I'm just getting started with this thing. And I have not tried one thing. Let's see if it works. I, I like using TimeShift as my backup. For all my repositories, my theme, just everything about the desktop, it takes a full image backup to a partition on another hard drive. And in case you have a system crash before you did the backup, or after you did the backup anyway, if you have a crash, you could go straight back to that. That's what I like about TimeShift. I haven't used TimeShift yet. I recommend you use it, dude. It's really, it's really nice as long as you have an ext4 file system. You're, you're golden with it. What apps you use, Anthony? And of course, my big one is my baby. Is uh, my light works? <laughs> That's my baby. But and, but you you did a you did a battle for Lightworks and Kden. And and my, in my opinion, the workflow in Lightworks is much faster than Kden. But Kden works better with uh, the OBS files, so it's definitely under the toolbox, and I'm going to keep using it. Right. Right. Now, I like KDEN because it's free. It's simple to me. Uh, I, I remember using the old KDEN that uh, the repositories had for uh, Linux Mint. It was just... Ugh, it was just plain horrible. It was really, really bad. Now, you can get the newest version running Arch Linux. Yeah, you don't have to wait for it to be in the repositories. You can get it now. When you can even go developer if you're really gutsy. Nah, I'm not that gutsy. <laughs> no one is my only video video encoder. Yeah. Now, for example, like you said, the RAM usage is low. I'm running Lightworks at the moment, a web browser with eight tabs open, Mumble, a terminal, 
OBS running at the moment because I was doing some testing, and I'm only using 7 gigs of RAM. And, and most of that, of course, is the video editor. The video editor takes about 3 gigs for me. I don't know about the new version, I never tried encoding on it yet, but I'll have to see. But I'm going to find out. <laughs> it's probably going to use a lot. But you know what? I have 8 gigs to spare. It's no problem. It's no problem to me whatsoever. So, Mark, if you're still there, um, would you try Antergos? Antergos? Um, maybe. You should. It's very lightweight, especially with my old ass hardware. I, I, if I was going to do I would have did it on the laptop where, where if I'm traveling. My final thoughts of, of this distro is not too bad. Not too bad at all. It, it's going to take time to get used to. It's going to take time to get used to how to configure more stuff. But it works. So in, in about a month, we should get a good report from you. Oh, very good report. We'll, we'll do another video at a month in. I mean, yeah, I have... Con uh, even uh, the top left and right corners, they do something different every time, and I love it. It does something different every time. It does uh, application switching, things like that. I'm showing the desktop again, by the way. And everything just works. I still need to change the colors at the bottom and top of the cube. Uh, I cannot get the uh, wallpaper plugin to work with Compiz. I just cannot get it to work. It worked once, but it screwed up on me. I tried to get it to work again, it just does not do it. Any of you would like to uh, help me on that one? <laughs> I would greatly appreciate it. It's almost exactly the same as Linux Mint, just a little more configuring and that's it. And it's more stable. Just to have that stability and to have the newest repositories and the newest applications, the newest versions of the applications, it is so much better to have that compared to, what the heck is this crap? I can't stand it. Oh, it never works right. That's what people complain about with Linux. They just keep complaining about how nothing works right because they have the really old applications and that's the problem. Go to Arch and you won't have old applications anymore. They'll actually be refined and they will work. And like you said, there are always the little bugs like with your comp is, but I've always learned that sometimes if you give it a rest and later on you try it again, you figure it out and once you get your system perfectly the way you like it and everything's working perfectly, image that bad boy. So if you ever break it in the future, you're good to go. Yep. That's what I like about Time Shift. You can just take a full on... Uh, it's not really an image. It's just a folder full of what you backed up. And if you have a crash and you have to reinstall again or whatever, all you need is to reinstall Time Shift. Make sure you point it to where that folder is for the backup. Restore that backup and you have everything back again. I used to use system back. Didn't work out too well. See, for me, I've been a Clonezilla guy. That way I got an exact image. If something totally gets screwed up, Clonezilla has saved my butt at least twice in the two years. I've actually screwed stuff up real bad, but most of the time it's been my fault, and it's not really the OS's, and it's nice to have a backup. Whatever solution you like, yeah. you use it. Yeah, whatever works. It's no problem. And the thing is, if you screw it up, rebuild it. Always rebuild it. You always tell me that. Always, you always tell everybody oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I would say, okay, now that you got it running, wipe your hard drive, do it again. Yep. Exactly. Even though the main OS hard drive has smart errors on it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> That'll be another one that'll fail eventually. It's a Samsung drive. 
Hmm. So, to close this off, I recommend using this distro. I keep forgetting the name of it. Antigross. I guess that's the proper way to say it. I'm hoping. Antigross. We'll find out when people yell at us in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Antigross. Uh, I'm thinking Antigross. That's what I'm thinking of. I recommend using it. This is like my very first day with it, and so far I've gotten pretty far with it. And it makes you feel at home. It makes you feel at home, definitely. I was. This is coming from a previous Windows user, trust me. Ever since they went to that, I said, nope, nope, no Windows 10, no Windows 8, I'm done with you. <laughs> and what I like about it is it's your system. When you get done with it, there's this rewarding feeling that I built this the way I wanted it. It's going to stay the way I want it. And in the future, you know, even if you build it again, you'll, it'll never be the same system, no matter if you install it on multiple machines. The only way you'll make it the same is if you image it across. But if you right. install and build it, it's like it's going to be different. It'll You'll never have two installs the same. And that's also what I love about it. Oh, that, that that's what makes it amazing. You go from one system to the next, you're like, well, I made it look different on this one. Then you go to the next one. How the heck did I just do that? I need to go do that on my other one that you can't figure it out after you do it. <laughs> and then, and maybe later on for a future video of mine is I'm going to upgrade my TV, you know, my home theater PC. I'm going to put um, Antigros on that, but I'm going to do the open box version. And we're going to see how I like that for using it on my TV. Oh, that'd be interesting to see. Heck, you should just make a uh, server out of this too because I'm sure you can. Speaking of which, I've recently been experimenting with it as a server. I converted my own cloud on Raspberry Pi 2 to Arch Linux, and I'm loving it. It's much more faster, stable. Thing thing has been powered on for a couple weeks now, and no crashes. Should put a big heat sink on that thing. <laughs> put a big heat sink on that CPU, and it'll never overheat or never. Oh, with Arch, it's and you running it just with server, no no GUIs. There's no need for a heat sink. You're, you won't even touch that CPU. Yeah, I'm sure you can put your finger on it and be like, oh, it's just a little bit warm, but it's not horrible. <laughs> to close this off, I recommend Anthrogress. I do, too. And if you want to get off from Ubuntu 16.04 horrible release and just be done with all that stuff, go for a rolling release. There's also other versions of Arch um, distributions. another one out there called Manjuro. And if you want to, give that one a try. But I recommend... Antigros because it's a little bit more customizable. You get to choose the desktop you want in the install. Exactly. Exactly. You can do anything you want. It'll give you options to install Flash Player. It'll give you uh, options to install uh, uh, Linux kernels, LTS, long-term releases. Yeah, and he kind of made that mistake. He did the LTS, but that's on an older version that's, you know, an LTS version of the kernel. The, without it, you get the update date kernel when it gets updated. You get an update for the newer kernel. You don't have to do what you were doing with Linux Mint and trying to install a kernel the way you were doing it before. <laughs> it's just included with the updates. Yeah, four point. I had four point six. I don't know what kernel this runs. I never checked. This new one it runs. Will, it, it'll have the most recent one. I'm not even sure what it's up to too because it updates so much. I don't even keep track of the number anymore. I just know it's there's the new one seems like almost every month. Make it your own OS. Make it your own look. Pick whatever you want. Do whatever you feel that you think would be nice to have. That's what gives you that option. You can do anything with it. I recommend it to people that want to advance their learning cap uh, learning Linux, things like that. 
I'm learning it as I, as I still go along. Let me tell you, it's fun. It really is. As you, and I think as long as you go along with this world, you'll be looking at those other distros, and then you'll realize, wow, those are just kids' toys. I'm starting to see that with Linux Mint. <laughs> a lot of them other distros are a joke. So that ends the podcast, guys, and hopefully you enjoyed listening. Goodbye for now. Goodbye. Thanks for watching, and thanks for listening. If you have any questions, leave some comments. And that brings us to the end of this Geeking Off podcast. If you'd like to check us out, hit us up at anthrit.com, where all of our videos, everything is going together and being put together on this website. Right now, we do still have this open poll. We're going to do this uh, next podcast. I would like to bring Macro on here, and we're going to do kind of like a feedback episode of the Geeking Off podcast. I'm also going to change the format of how this whole thing is going to work. I'd like to change my overlays do things a little bit different, um, remove these segments like segment one, two, three, and four, and just have one main discussion segment of feedback and a closing. And I want to be able to do a little bit more than just, you know, Linux stuff. It seems like the podcast has gotten a little bit more Linuxy lately. And I kind of want to have a variety of different topics like YouTube news or YouTube, what's going on in the community with me, like what's going on between me and this Tommy NC 2010 guy. Yeah, our friendship has been kind of weird as of late. Also would like to talk about, you know, gaming or any other random topic that I just want to talk about and bring on other people. And dude, I want to kind of have a mix of all trades kind of podcast. And that's the future goal of it. So if you would like, go ahead, hit us up at geekingoffpodcast.com. In the future... I don't know where we're going to go. We're just going to wing it. This whole thing has been kind of an experiment to see how it's going to go. I was originally like, I don't know. I wanted it to be kind of just randomness. And it's kind of taken up the Linux theme. I would like to add a little bit more randomness into it and have different topics. And, you know, talk about different things. As you can see here, I have removed this schedule from my website. Originally, I was sticking to a schedule of having a video out every Thursday. It started to become a little too overwhelming, especially after the Japan trip and having family over. I lost the scheduling and I tried to rush some videos and record them and I ran into issues because I was rushing them. Ended up having some audio issues with one video. Um, didn't get any audio to my Raspberry Pi video, so now I'm going to have to dub all that over and do extra work and I'm not, very, I'm not very happy about it. And That's because I was trying to push it and trying to meet the deadlines. So what I have done, I've removed the deadlines. Videos will come out whenever they're done. And if you're a patron, you will still get the videos earlier in the day before I get the descriptions and, you know, everything posted and ready to go for the main audience. So you can still get, you know, exclusive and early content if you're a patron over here on my Patreon, which you can go ahead and join me. It's just a nice way to say thank you to me and support me for what I'm doing and help push this project in more in the future. And maybe one day, maybe one day this could become, you know, the whole Anthrit, Anthrit thing could become a full-time job. But right now, because of my real, real-life job and doing this on, on the side and trying to keep it on a schedule, it has been very, very hard on me. It's like I have no free time and I'm trying to meet these deadlines and it's just not working out. And I feel like the content will take a hit because I'm, I'm forcing things, I'm editing and doodle, you know, I want to be able to record it right and if something goes wrong, I can re-record it, fix it, edit my content without a deadline so I can put as much effort into it as I want. 
and I haven't been doing that because I've been on this deadline and I feel like it's because I'm pushing myself so hard in the, right now, the content is not going to have the quality that I would like it to have. So therefore, videos are just going to come out when they come out. That way I can concentrate on making the content and not trying to be in a hurry to get the content done. I hope you all understand this. And as far as future projects, I know a lot of people out there ask me, hey, when is part two of this video? When are you going to do this with that video? I know I say some things in the videos that are just ideas. That doesn't mean I'm going to do them. But I do have ideas in my head, and I'm just going to go with the flow. I'm just going to go with it. I do definitely want to play with the O-Droid. I definitely want to finish uh, the Pine64 and Minnowboard videos, but without pressure, and see what happens. I just want to, I just want to have freedom to do what I want on the schedule I want. I don't want to feel like I'm being pushed and rushed into doing things. And that could change. If this ever becomes a full-time job for me, then I will go back to scheduling and trying to work things out because I'll actually have more hours in the day to do things. It's kind of hard when you're gone 10 hours a day and the work day kicks your butt so hard, you come home and the last thing you want to do is sit down at the computer and start working on content because you're tired and I just want to rest and that's where I've been and I'm just going to do what's easy and works for me. And hopefully you guys understand that and stick around for what, what comes in the future. As far as what we're doing for content, we got geeking off. I would like to do a little bit more podcasting, keep it a little random. Maybe I'll have like a live chat where people can kind of come in. We can kind of just have a random chat and just go with it. Of course, there's the Japan Chapter 2 vlogs, which will be kind of coming out in between all of this. I've already uploaded the first one, which is vlog 27. So go ahead and check it out over here on the website and tell me what you think and stay tuned. There's going to be a lot of fun adventures. This time I kind of focused a little bit more on the tech side of Akihabara than versus the anime side. So it's definitely going to be a little bit different because I wanted to explore something that's a little bit more passionate to me than the other. So with all that babbling out of the way, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this Geeking Off podcast. I hope you enjoyed, and hopefully it wasn't too bad on the audio side or the video visual side. Something a little different, you know, to twist things up, because we are going to change things up with this podcast. And to keep up with all these changes and what's going on, go ahead and hit us up at thegeekingoffpodcast.com. Over here, you can subscribe with the RSS feed or with iTunes. I recommend doing it and join it. So thank you. This has been Anthony from Anthware, and from this time and every time on, folks, keep on clicking. This is Anthony from Anthware, signing off.